two times the tie-ins. Get ready for a big event. Oh, a big event. Uh, it's all just the events that we're talking about today. <laughs> Just this regular size event. Yeah, we're leaving our regularly numbered issues and heading into some Marvel events. Woohoo! Welcome to the X Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Joseph. All right, so today we've got an Infinity comic, X Men Unlimited. We've got X Men, Black Knight, Death of Doctor Strange, all of the above. Three titles in one. And. Devil's Reign, X-Men. One of three. Ooh, one of three. I do have a couple of uh, bits. You got some news for some, me. Some news for you. These is for the newsies. Oh. I just love the newsies. Yeah, you do. You actually already know this, but we haven't mentioned it on the podcast. X-Men 92 Krakoan edition. Krakoan edition. Which looks like it's a alternate world or... I don't know what it is. Just a different shot. Just a at, silly little nugget of nostalgic joy, maybe. Yeah, we're going to take the, the 90s costume X-Men and the continuity of the 90s and then say, hey, what if we just tried Krakoa in the 90s? 30 years earlier for some reason. I don't know. It's kooky. It's crazy. We're doing it. <laughs> it's happening. The art looks great. Yeah, it looks cool. We did a 10 Lives post-episode breakdown afterwards and mm-hmm, we put that mm-hmm. up on our Patreon. Yeah, so in true Alicia and Justin form, we need to create a timeline and theorize and have a murder board or whatever of whatever you want to call it of the Wolverine series of the weeks of Wolverine. But also in true and Justin Alicia form, I started talking about it while we were eating lunch and she was like, you can't say something like that when we're not recording and we're eating lunch. It was breakfast. It was brunch. But anyway, so we recorded a little nugget, just just under 20-minute mini-sode for our Patreon. So if you want to hop over to our Patreon and subscribe to that for just $3 a month, we are going to be doing one a week. Oh. And uh, after every issue. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk at the end of every issue just about how the time points can add to our timeline. So we're still going to break down the issues the way that we normally do here on the podcast, but we're going to get a little more crazy theory-brained. And maybe, and, and maybe leave a day in between. You know, ha- have, some time oh, yeah, to, yeah. have some time to think on it. Some time to digest. To, to marinate. In I the... mean, if we, if we make this like our Saturday morning ritual for the next nine weeks. All right. But anyway, it's up there, and um, you can find that link on our Instagram, or you can head over to Patreon and just search the Ex-Wife Podcast and get in on those mini episodes. Hey, I didn't have this written down, but I do want to shout it out. The Emma Was Right t-shirt blowing up. I'm so thankful for that. She is still wearing it, folks. She's wearing the sweatshirt. She's been wearing it for like days. That was highly rude of you to just <laughs> blow up my spot no one can see it any posts i have posted on my story i have just strategically made it so you can't tell that i've been wearing the same sweatshirt for three days but you know what? i don't care i don't care i'm excited about it Good. i love it it's comfortable i wear a hoodie for weeks like I, it brings I'm not... me so much joy to see other people wearing it so if you have purchased an emma was white shirt or any ex-wife merch let us know. Let us know. Share it with us. And if you are cool with it, we'll share it on our social pages as well. And I have to say, I got really inspired by the fact that I came up with this shirt design after Justin mentioned the phrase, Emma was right. And they have a couple other 
designs in the works um, that'll be going up on our Tee Public page soon. So lots of ways to get in on that ex-wife podcast goodness. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. We had a bunch of covers revealed. You can head on over to our Instagram and check those out. Everything coming in April. There's some really cool Women of Marvel, Women's mm. History Month covers. The Joan of Arc magic. Oh, cool. And, and the Queen Elizabeth, oh, Emma Frost. Yes. Now I remember. Those look really great. Yeah, those look really cool. Like portrait shots. But that's all I got for news. That's the news. You ready for that X-Men Unlimited? Sure, yeah. Let's talk about it. Number 18 in the overall. Number six in your hearts. In your hearts. Kind of nice to merit. I actually really enjoyed this issue. Ooh. I thought it was very eventful in the grand scheme of, of things. Especially in relation to some of the other ones where, you know, it's been... Kind of the the feedback is I feel like not much has been happening, but there were things happening here, mm-hmm. and and kicked it off with a, a funny twist where we had Joe Giving give us, us our a recap because you need a recap, <laughs> and if you're gonna do it, you might as well keep on playing with it, right? Gotta, so, is that very specifically, if I am correct, a, a Deadpool comics like breaking the fourth wall, speaking directly to the audience in there that are, sort of way. Yes, there are a couple other characters that do do it, but Deadpool is the primary offender of <laughs> such a action. I just very much liked the character being like, "Am I doing this correctly? Is this how yeah, yeah. you would wait, wait, just talk to re- them? Just tell them." Dungeon Guard One Four Four, who was guarding the dungeon until it it fell down so it came down from the sky and juggernaut is held captive by these guards and deadpool is decapitated yeah <laughs> trying to keep them both from getting back to where they want to be right armored up and alive with, with a head back on <laughs> suited up and unbeheaded yeah but the armor is inside of juggernaut as which he, is insane yeah so this, this is a, an upgrade this is a, a new development over the course of that miniseries and, and how it's been upgraded with the the Sidorak merged within him. Mm, that's cool. So he's not messing around. He's, he's not messing around. He's taking it down. And I love the explanation of him telling them, you know, we need to get Deadpool's head back on his body. And they're like, uh, he's kind of already dead, dude. And they're like, no, no, no. He'll fix himself. It's just how bad it'll be after he does. <laughs> and I also love the comment of like, you know, the brain damage more than the normal brain damage he would have. Right. <laughs> But they get away, Deadpool and Juggernaut, hopping on the rocket and, and blasting off to try and intercept the warden, intercept the human adaptoid, right? Yeah, and he's on his way to Krakoa itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poor Primus is not doing well. Kind of like Silly Putty that you stretched too far oh, and snapped. So <laughs> my brother and I, I'm sure others of you also had a stretch armstrong growing up oh yeah up. me too okay and my brother and i used to play tug of war with the stretch armstrong not, not good and my mom would be like you guys are gonna rip the arms off you guys are gonna rip the arms off and then one day we were both just tugging on either side and then both arms just snapped right off and it was so sad and that reminds me of this yeah. that's your silly putty stretch too far that's your stretch armstrong dismembered and now everyone on Krakoa is asleep. Yeah, I, I really liked this step-by-step process taking over the island. Yeah, that's I think that was the part of the issue that I was like, okay, I'm into this. Yeah, this is this is some real creativity, some difference in, in the master plan. We don't get the full delivery of it, but that promises for an explosive next chapter. 
I'd assume at least two more. Are they going to give us an odd number? I don't know. I just made that up. Could be one more. Maybe. Could be two more. Yeah. Could be three more. How excited were you to see Charles knocked down on the ground and... No, not excited. <laughs> Don't do that. It's not like I'm. I sit here and I go. I want the dis. Just I want the destruction of Charles. I mean, I do sit yeah, you here. Do. And do you do. Yeah, I don't but, understand what you're calling me out. But, but like, that's not what you do. Okay, he fell down. He fell asleep. It's not like he's gone forever. He's just like he'll Help wake up. Me, I'm sleeping. But he's not sleeping too much. He is able to reach out to Kane. He can to have his little brain conversations. Right. And they but no cerebral helmet. No, and they bring the rocket down on Krakoa, the little crash landing, to meet against the human adaptoid. Dun dun dun! And it looks like something's happening to Krakoa in that last panel, where it's just yeah, which is crazy. Come alive. Well, what and, I and thought possessed. was possessed. What I thought was interesting was the way that Charles was saying Krakoa is also asleep, so right. it might be like a nightmare defense. Or it might be the human adaptoid tapping into Krakoa's power. Oh, oh, that's uncomfortable. That seems like a lot to wrap up in one more issue. One or two. Or three. Who knows? You don't know. Written by Fabian Nicieza, art by Matthew Horak, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, letters by Joe Sabino. All right. Yeah, it was a tease into some big stuff that I was excited about last week. Like I mentioned, the, the combo moves of taking down Krakoa was really cool. And I, I liked that they switched up on the recap. It it swerved from the established precedent and mm-hmm. that, that caught my attention. <laughs> Are you ready for the comic with the most amount of titles no. and the least amount of X-Men? Mm, no. Uh, Death of Doctor Strange, X-Men slash Black Knight. I want to get this out of the way at the top. This was barely an X-Men comic. They're in it, sure, but they don't have an impact. They don't really do much. And it flows out of a miniseries that I hadn't read. Yeah, same. I read this one issue. <laughs> I'm not even talking about Death of Doctor Strange. I'm talking about the Black Knight miniseries that this picks up out of. Oh. I've been reading Death of Doctor Strange for yeah, the most Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been reading none of it. <laughs> I've been t- reading X-Men. There you this go. isn't relevant this, to that. This is not X-Men. The this X-Men are here. X-Men. They are here. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. This is a dope Briefly. cover. Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is a dope cover. All-out action sequence, somewhat deceptive in what's going on because they don't really have this. But honestly, they this, have it for like a hot second. Yeah, and and honestly, I was I was reading it and I was like, this has very little to do with the death of Doctor Strange as well. It, it's just we reference it once and it's the after effect. I love Bob Quinn's art and Cy Spurrier always intrigues me, so yes. I'm in. So yeah. let's do it. I mean, I think if I was reading the Black Knight comic, I would have really enjoyed oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. issue. This this but, is definitely a Black Knight setup. Well, the other thing too is, it seems like the Black Knight deals with a lot of the otherworld magic, which in and of itself, once you get into magic, if you really don't have a lot of context, you play the game of okay, I'll just nod my head and understand this is a thing even though i'm not going to necessarily fully comprehend the implications of how all of this affects the greater universe but that's okay all right we're digging in here we go page turn noise x-men doing what they do tearing things up the note about it being inspiring how they work together i started reading the miniseries that this comes out of so it's five issue miniseries i read the first issue and a half 
And I wasn't really. <laughs> you weren't feeling it. I wasn't really interested in it. And it connects to the Avengers and how Dane feels left out of really being a part of that team. That mm. they, they need him for his power. But because of the way the ebony blade and the ebony artifacts of sorts affect his person. Mm-hmm, and the which way I got that, acts, that from this. Yep, the way that he acts, they don't really like him as a guy. They just want him to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you already said it, but I'm just going to say it again. The art. The oh, art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Bob K- Quinn and Israel Silva, which power combo. So the X-Men, they're fighting. Sky opens up and it starts to rain down because Doctor Strange is dead. Doctor Strange has died. Sword to siege, which, you know, <laughs> I, don't, the, I, I read the intro of Jax and that's it. So what I got yep. just from this comic yep. is Jax is Dane's daughter. Yep who he just recently met. Mm-hmm. They don't have that strong of a relationship. Still Somehow working it out. Somehow they're sharing the mantle of being the Black Knight. Yep. And they can communicate telepathically with each other. Seems as though that they can communicate telepathically when in contact with their ebony artifacts. So oh, interesting. The siege, the chair that he's sitting in, and the blade that oh, she's you, wielding. You mean the Game of Thrones Oh, yeah, chair? yeah, yeah. The Iron Throne and we do get our, our hints into what happens when using these magical artifacts, mm-hmm. the burden of all these cursed treasures it causes, and then feeds off of the negative emotions to make it stronger. Interesting. We get a other world split screen. <laughs> Dane's getting something in his mind about the drawing of Excalibur. For some, for, I had to tell myself, like, Alicia, don't try to make this fit into Excalibur and other worlds in the X-Men comics. Right, no, because this is way back. This, this is, is a whole different, this is a flashback. Right, this is when... A memory. <laughs> this is before they were in other world, I assume. Maybe not, but... Well, Dane looks younger, or somehow not necessarily... That's not Dane, that's King Arthur. How is he, How is he? so he's just having visions? Yes, so all of this is just visions overcoming him. Flashbacks to... The sword being pulled from the rock. Clearly, y'all can see that I skimmed this comic. <laughs> <laughs> but our old pal Merlin, before he was pulling strings and Arthur just getting his blade, the connection of the vision and what's currently happening, this dead castaway of a fairy realm denied birth in Otherworld, the Hungry Land. The that's, Hungry Land. That's what's currently coming in. Because Doctor Strange is dead. And so it can seep in now. Right, because there's no protection. Because there's no one keeping them safe. Right. Jax is a big X-Men fan. Glad to hear it. Nothing eats the X-Men and survives. Title page. No issue title, but a high level of all three of our title-named characters. Death of Doctor Strange no longer holding his mantle as Sorcerer Supreme. Magical forces are using this as an opportunity to invade and attack. Written by Cy Spurrier. Art by Bob Quinn. Color art by Israel Silva. Letters by Corey Pettit. VC's Hey. Hey. We got some team up trouble. Dane and Jax really can't get on the same page on how they're going to operate, but really cool demon-esque landscapes throughout. Yes. Yes. I love the way this town literally looks like it's being like yeah, it's sucked like into wispy. the dark world. Yeah. We're talking about cool art. Here's our big spread. Oy, 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 oy. Demonic versions of the X-Men. Okay. Poor, poor Jean Grey. Hey. Yeah. That's 
unfortunate. You know, it seems like the last hurrah she'll have in that green dress. Thank goodness. Is not a very flattering one. That's fine. Polaris looks cool, though. Yeah. Wolverine looks cool. Even Sunfire. Yeah, they're all pretty cool. Poor Jean. Cyclops is like a a knight. Yep. And then I'm really into this whole rogue and sink being these like evil soul-sucking the, twins. The twins though. ravenous. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's interesting because I was comparing the names that we get in a couple pages to the characters that they overtake mm-hmm. and just how similar. It's almost as though like were these made for these I think these they characters? were. They yeah. were. I that's what I assume. These are their just demon versions of them that were made out of them being yeah. captured and overcome. Jacks with the swimwear special reference. That's not what they looked like then. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Phasia and Excalibur. So this is the person that currently wields Excalibur, the blade. Okay. And she is expecting Dane, and it's not Dane. And she's kind of confused. Dane. But they don't tell her that at no. first. They're they like, play along. Pretend you're me. I still love her. Yeah. Jax is in control, though. She doesn't need to be told what to do. She's going on her quest. And we get these visions, the, the hungry land, this dead realm consumes all realities, remakes them into servants of a king of death. I love it. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. That part was pretty cool. Yeah. The the concept is cool. And, mm-hmm. and it's bringing me in in a way that I was, I was surprised to see. We get our hungry court. I do like this. It's I like the way that this is set up to be as like these are old pages. Yeah. Because Weathered. Basically what they're saying, right, is this is rewritten time for the X-Men because yeah. long ago now they have been engulfed to become these demons the, of the hungry court. The Crimson Countess, the Cocktrice Knight, the Iron Priestess, the High Lord Lambert, the Razor Wolf, the Twins Ravenous, the Nether King. Which I assume the Nether King is just like the big bad that they're all working with or for. Right, because, okay, the Crimson Jean. Countess is Jean. Scott. Scott is the... Cocktrice Knight, yep. Iron Princesses, Polaris, Polaris High Lord Lambert, Sunfire, Razor Wolf. Yeah. And then the twins, Ravenous, is Rogan and Sink. Razor yeah, Wolf is Wolverine. The Nether King is Captain Krakoa, who gets no reference here. No, Captain Krakoa is Cyclops. Fight! <laughs> this first panel on this page is just so mysteriously beautiful and haunting. Yes. The range of colors and the fading lines of everything. I, I love it. But the it's Demon reminding X-Men? me of something, and I can't put. I can't remember what it is, but it's like a when the world turns into like a nightmare, and I don't know. It's just so good. It really gives you this amazing vibe of just like nightmares taking over. Yeah, being swept. It's like in. dreamlike, but also nightmare. Say nightmare again, Alicia. Nightmare. Not the guy though. Continue. Those deadly demon X-Men are taking them down. And Phasia saves you. How long were you waiting to say that? <laughs> Phasia saves you. All day. All day. It's like a medieval Freaky Friday situation combined <laughs> with Jax needing to prove herself in this fight and to her father's doubts, right? So mm-hmm. she keeps on denying the fact that, no, no, I'm I'm Dane. I'm Dane. Well, it's, I love this mysteriously dusky-skinned Cockney version of Dane Whitman. Right, right. You know, I know Dane's shoulder underneath 
the I've outfit. I've been intimate with Dane. Right. And honestly, the accent was throwing me off the whole time. Look at look at what a baddie Polaris, evil Polaris looks like jumping at you like right here. Oh, yeah. Even Wolverine, too. I know. Yes. They're all so dope. I Except for Jean. <laughs> She's so scary. Yeah. So sad. The blade feeds me. I feed the blade. Jax just wants to do it on her own. And I don't know her full backstory. I'll be honest. I stopped reading that miniseries. Wasn't that into it. But she seems like she has some abandonment issues stemming from the lack of relationship with her father. And she wants to prevent being disappointed by rejecting anyone's help. She doesn't want the help. She wants to be able to do it on her own. And that seems to also be a detriment to both being entwined with the Ebony Blade and being in this really intense pressure situation here. Right. Because if you already have these negative feelings that... You no no one will be there for you and you have to do it on your own. And then you have this artifact that you're wielding that's just empowering your negative feelings to grow right. stronger. Right. Then the more you fight, the more you're going to be resistant to anybody's help when in fact you actually need them. And we get some more details on Merlin's magic on the next spread. The, the stone's separation from Excalibur is what causes the dark pull of energy. Hmm. So Merlin didn't want to have it put back. So he cast a spell of protection that depended on there being someone there to stop the evil. So he could manipulate the other forces involved, but the ebony items are forged from the actual stone, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting. Something I didn't know. Maybe that comes from Black Knight lore. But so the ebony blade is actually forged from the stone that held Excalibur. Oh, interesting. And that star stone is what provides that balance between the light and the dark. And the, the Sorcerer Supreme is supposed to be this protector. Of it all. But now that there's no Sorcerer Supreme, because he did. That's okay, though, because Loki's here. Yeah. Well, in a flashback. Loki! Doesn't matter. Loki's still on my page. Loki! <laughs> on the next spread, they, they trick rogue and sink into taking their powers love it which makes them overload and go back to normal the the magic of our swords made us impervious to all of this and you replicated that power when you took it from us so i think it's probably some of the coolest use of rogue and sink absorbing together Mm -hmm. which we haven't really seen everybody cried redundancy when they were both put on x-men myself included yes yes but we haven't actually seen rogue use her power sapping right but now they're doing it together. Yeah, with the double dose of stabby jabby. And they're just going to go over and they're going to borrow Jean's ability so then they can send that message out to the rest of the team. Everybody get in here. Let's all get back to ourselves. Now, how do you put the sword back into the stone? You put it through the person that's becoming the sword. So that's what's going on here with why Jack steps in the way and Excalibur slices into her. That is creating this balance of power, this prevention of the hungry land from being able to take over because Excalibur is now back in the rock, essentially. Which is some quick thinking on her part because she's just finding out this information through her connection to Dane and about the history of the sword and the stone and what makes it work and the lightness and the dark and the balance. And then well, she actually, just, she's just like, you know, I'm just going to. Try something. And it comes from Dane, too, I believe. It comes from a suggestion of him. 
Right. He says, she says, I don't know what to do. And he says, well, I do. I have one idea, but it's pretty horrible. Just trust me. And that does it. That blows everything up. And But also I have a sword stabbed into me, so maybe we should go get help and heal me up. But leave it there. But leave it there so. with the mystery of the fact that she's a mutant not revealed to her, only known by the X-Men as they fly off. You know, she's got enough on her plate. We'll tell her later. What'd you think? It was fine. <laughs> you could say it's not fine if you didn't no, like it. No, it. It, it's an interesting story. Right. It's just not what I was it's expecting. Interesting. It's overall an interesting storyline. The art was really beautiful. Yeah. The concept of, you know, demons taking over and turning these superpowered people into, you know, evil superpowered people to do their bidding. And the transformation for most of the characters I found really interesting and cool looking and... You know, I love magic. So all of that was cool. It was just, it was definitely coming in at a high point with a lot of information that I didn't have. So yeah. that made it a little bit more challenging to kind of dig through and read. And I feel like that's, after reading it the second time and having read some of the miniseries, I appreciated it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it felt kind of unnecessary, especially with the X-Men name on the cover. They probably were there to draw you in and yeah it worked i bought it because it said x-men on it Mm -hmm. cool visual designs of the team and an advancement of black knight putting together a a team of sorts with phasia and the sword and the siege and i'm wondering you know if if this idea of jacks being a mutant is going to come into play into krakoa later on so now we have had that little nugget dropped on us i assume especially because Cy Spurrier is going to be writing Legion of X. All right, then. So that is a route that could bring her in in some way at some time if he wants to, because he's now established. I'm pretty sure her first appearance was in the miniseries that I've been referencing. He also wrote. Mm. So he is now created and has brought this character into the other sandbox that he's com- can play in. I also wonder, would they play any role in Knights of X? Maybe, yeah. Because of Otherworld and Excalibur and oh. all that. Yeah. It, was, it seemed like you enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting just because I, I was concerned and I, <laughs> I expressed that to you. Like this is classic tie-in. Really does nothing for the main event and only sets up a potential new comic and or character story for the characters involved. Yeah. I really think the artwork was what one of the you? things that really got me through it. Because I, I got to tell you, a lot of that stuff that you were explaining about the magic and the tell sword, by your face. I literally read the words, but then they fell right out of my head as I read them. So I really just looked at the beautiful art and took it all in. But it was it was it was great, you know. Do you think we'll see Jax again anytime soon? Do you think she's got a place on Krakoa? Or I do. I think the way they left it, saying, "Oh, we're not going to tell her yet, but we will tell her." Is is leaving a door open for her to come into a Krakoan story yeah. for sure? Do you have a favorite nightly demon X Men? I don't know. It's a mix between Polaris and Wolverine. Oh yeah, those are my two top. Yeah, I mean, I do think the Sync Rogue duo is cool, but cool visually, concept, visual design, yeah, visually, it was, Wolverine, it was all Wolverine and, and Polaris, and Polaris yeah. for sure. Cyclops was all right. It was a cool Gene way will to haunt my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the intent. Yeah, it worked. Okay, can we talk about Devil's Reign? Absolutely. I was actually really excited about this. I, I really enjoyed this issue. Mm-hmm. A couple of reasons. It, it felt more connected to the X-Men themselves 
and had been seeded through some issues of Marauders. And honestly, it felt more connected to the Devil's Reign event as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really read much of the Devil's Reign event, but... I'm only reading the main event, and I'm I'm liking it. He's liking it. And that cover, Phil Noto can do no wrong on covers. No, he cannot. Look Layered at, look image. At Emma. You got your murder ladies. Your murder the, the ladies. Witches. The good witch and the bad witch. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Kingpin looking over them like he's doing whatever he wants. And I do love this little just glow they yeah. all have. The, the outline on Emma that almost looks like she's doing a diamond effect or it's just a highlight. And then the neon vibes. Electra. Uh, should we bring up that we're watching Daredevil? Do we have to talk about Electra? <laughs> like outside of this comic? Because I really don't like her. Alicia mentioned the other day before reading this that she hates Electra and she had a good point as to why last night while we're watching we're rewatching the Netflix Daredevil series. And I didn't like her the first time I watched it either. Yeah, but the point that you made while we were watching was the fact that she lies to Matt and then deceives what he wants. Right. And I, I get that. I, I never really had a problem with her as a character before, but you're making me realize, hey, maybe not the best. Yeah. See the thing is it's not it's not that I don't like Electra as a character. It's that I don't like that in the show they keep trying to redeem Electra like she's gonna be some good thing for Matt or they should be part like no, she is a bad guy. Well, well that I feel like I didn't have a problem with that because I knew she was a bad guy, quote unquote bad guy. You know, I feel like she, and I said it, she's kind of the merge of Matt and the Punisher. Yeah. And I love the Punisher. Oh, yeah. But the thing about the Punisher is that he doesn't pretend that he's going to be redeemed. Right. So that's the Matt part. That's (laughs) That's the Matt part. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Page turn noise. Wilson Fisk ruled this city by fear, but it wasn't his only weapon. He had his fat fingers. I'm just, (laughs) he had his fat fingers and everything. (laughs) And if fear wasn't enough, there were whispers of invisible women that made sure the men and institutions bent to his will. And it worked. He's the most powerful man in the most important city in the world. Unnamed reporter about town. (laughs) The past. Immediately brought in. Love it. Love it. Overall, I was so into this issue. Well, and especially, I I feel like it also connects to watching Daredevil again, Mm -hmm. to see Wesley, to see the Kingpin. And to see how much this Wesley looks like the actor. Right. And I don't know if that's drawn, you know, they do sometimes start to liken the two, right? Yeah, influences seep in. Right. But intense from the start with the bodies laying all around him. Makes the decisions on who to send for which job. Heh, this job. He's got ladies to take care of his business. Yeah. And, and I love this contrast between the two ladies. It's light on dialogue, beautiful pages, and, and gets the full concept of who does what when we need them to do it. That opening quote set us up perfectly. Yes. Frost. One for Electra, the murder one. And then one he for Frost is for Frost. So casual about what she's doing. I love it. Nothing can get in her way. Getting to where she needs to go, changing minds along the way. I love this whole thing, how she swoops in and then she says, shh, you're about to hear my voice in your head. And then you're going to give the kingpin what he wants. And this will all be over. But before I go, I want to assure you how lucky you are. You see, 
I'm the good witch. I love it. Yeah. And in this instance, I loved Electra in this story. Right. Because I think having it, I just want her to know who she is as a character. You know, I want her to be who she is and not have any. Well, I, so I, I'll, I'll question that part. What if what if in Daredevil, she just wants to be better? You know, she wants to be better than who she's become by circumstance. And, and she sees Matt as a way to hopefully make her be better. That's why she rejects. Yeah, for stick. 30 seconds. <laughs> well, you know, murder brings that out of you. She literally is laying in bed in that show. And she's like, Matthew, Matthew, I want to be with you. I want to be better. And then, oh, my God, an intruder. Let me slit his throat. This is who I am, Matthew. Okay, Electra, make up your mind. All right, get out. I will give her the benefit of the doubt of the show. I will give the second watch a more open mind. I, too, will try to accept Electra for who she is. Nice. But um, she's dope in this. Yeah. This image of Electra on the fire escape as the girl sees her, chef's kiss. Just It's the color contrast and the details on the eyes. It's just this top half of the page mm-hmm. i just uh, i love how much she stands out right there and, and squints and, and the girl freaking out i mean but this girl is important yes as into we find, the next part of this story yeah towards the end i'm, I'm worried about how it ends especially me, too. me what's going on too it seems like emma's involved title page secrets of the past the queens of fear written by jerry dugan art by phil noto letters by cory petit cory petit cory petit I got to tell you, too, the thing that I really like about this is this idea that Kingpin is in charge, but he just has these two ladies who do his bidding. Mm. And it's these two ladies. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this has been seeded. And that's why I feel like I enjoyed it so much, because it feels like it's coming from a natural place mm. in X-Men and in Devil's Reign slash Daredevil. Yeah. Right. We we had gotten that nugget of connection point in a couple of issues of Marauders. And now, oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Jerry laid that out to play with later on. He knew what he was doing. We're at that treehouse, and they're coming for it. Watch out, X-Men. have been outlawed. Which, questionable means of execution from Fisk, not surprising. But the line about whether they're using their powers or not, and they're able to be arrested and taken, it made me feel weird. Well, yeah. And I think it's supposed to be how you're supposed to feel but mm-hmm. it just didn't make me feel good yeah like you're illegal in this city whether you're using your powers or not right so you don't even you can't even live there that's what it's saying essentially that's messed up man yeah and who do we have to deliver the news to our team john walker john walker u.s agent time's up x-men he's so mad Look at his face. I did love seeing this tie-in, not only from the thread that connected Emma to Wilson, but seeing the impact that Harry Leland is able to have in his post. Yes, he's he's there for a reason. Yeah, they're not going to do anything, but Emma has a loophole. The United Nations with the workaround. <laughs> These pages, yeah. John Walker is going to throw his shield and Polaris is going to throw it back. And yes. I love this whole interaction. And I have to say, we're going to start out with just seeing the aerial view of John Walker and a coffee cup. Oh, who could it be? Who could it be? But Polaris sitting like a little cat in a tree, drinking yeah. her coffee. Lounging in that tree branch. Can't forget her coffee. 
the non-compliance of the X-Men, the politics of this all was making me angry as I was reading it, which I, I guess is the point. That's you know? good. Look at I'm so happy. This is what I want for you. I, was getting, I, I, I want I was you to have rage up. and feelings when you read. No, I just I just like feeling happy and excited about the next page. Yeah, but that's boring. Feeling happy all the time is boring. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> we got office problems. I feel like this is overstepping Kingpin's authority, and I keep on bringing it up, but you're demanding that they can't live here anymore because you're the mayor and you've outlawed the presence of superpowers unless they're enlisted in your fancy Gestapo. Classic government. Right. Classic. So they gather together. Team meeting. Team meeting. New outfit. Yeah. This is what I was saying. We were, not just me, but a handful of people, we were talking about Jean's Hellfire outfit, and I said, I would love that to just be her new uniform. Honestly, I said it when it was revealed back at the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. I think it looks great. Let's keep it. Some people don't love it. Well, I don't care. It's better than that dang skirt. And <laughs> I get agree. those stupid things off her eyes. It is staying. She looks powerful. She is in a similar outfit in X-Men 7 and some preview art that we've seen. Fantastic. I'm ready. Thank goodness. Good night, Marvel girl. Well, what's her new name? Jean Grey. <laughs> Jean Grey, Jean Grey, Jean Grey. I do like the idea that they're going to turn the treehouse into a homeless shelter. Yes. If they have to leave it. But enough about that. Let's all get suited up and head out. Scott's so upset. He's so mad. Better suit up, Cap. Oh. Sigh. Right. I have uh, to be yeah. Captain Krakoa oh, now. Oh, yeah. I, I died in front of everybody, I guess. We don't know. Maybe we'll find out this Wednesday. <laughs> We've got our peaceful talks, right? It's somewhat threatening. Electro making that first move. Zap. And a lady Electro, which I was confused about. And I looked up, and she has a very convoluted backstory of how she got her powers. Thanks a lot, genetic experimentation. Oh. She like, the original Electro, Max Dillon, kissed her on the cheek, and then when the Jackal made a clone of her, it intertwined her DNA with his DNA, so she got the power. It was Wow, that sounds like a lot. But Rogue is upset about this rhino over here. Yes. She's going to tell Remy, and he's going to be he's very gonna be, disappointed. He's going to be upset. He's going to be so sad. Why My is that? Because they're poker buddies from issue oh, one of X-Men. Yeah. That is a deep cut <laughs> in its own run. That's hysterical. That's uh, The dialogue on this page is fantastic. Even throughout the book, Rogue and Rhino, yeah. The, you think I'm afraid of going into the hole? I don't know what that means. It, I love that is, panel. Is she talking about the pit? The pit, yeah. <laughs> like if I kill a human, you think I'm afraid of going into the hole? I'll do it. I'll do it. Get away from me. Taskmaster makes it questionable though. Not only with the line of dialogue kind of being dumb, but it's wrong. Taskmaster fought Laura in All New Wolverine number three. Uh-oh. And people were upset about this on Twitter and using it as a point to prove or to call into question Jerry's handling of this character. Of Laura. Of Laura, yeah, of Wolverine. Okay, I guess if you're talking about one character specifically, but you've got to once in a while give people a break. There's so much continuity. They cannot possibly get everything right all the time. I guess. Maybe. Oh, the script has been flipped. Justin is not here for what I have to say. But at the same time, you think, you know, they got some editors watching their back. Hopefully they're making those connections. Mm -hmm. And it's just the, the line of dialogue for it to be so wrong and feel so like, man, about it. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I've never fought this imposter. 
get out of here. I don't want, I you actually punch have. you in the face. You actually have, and I'll cut you up. Dude, so not interested. <laughs> Open the gate or I'll cut the tree down. Oh, no, no, you won't, darling. Because here I am. Yeah. Emma Frost. I thought this was a cool twist, how they solve the problem. The treehouse being recognized by the UN as a consulate of the nation of Krakoa. So good. Yeah. Kind of a mic drop moment for the X-Men's mission of, oh, yeah, they're peacekeeping for the benefit of all mankind. But now, Mr. Fisk, how does it feel to have your good witch not on your side? Right. Everybody seems like they're out of their depths, right? Everybody's, she's out of her depths. He's out of his depths. (laughs) The Thunderbolts are out. They're leaving. They got nothing else to do here. Can feel his rage even across town (laughs) as he's planning. Yeah, this cold case. So this is the little girl who saw Electra kill another man. Right. And now she's, what, missing or dead? Seems as though she's a yeah a cold case murder of a young woman here in New York City. So and this was years ago, right? I this, mean, this the is... way that the beginning of the issue sets it up is basically saying you saw Electra kill somebody, so she killed she you. She killed you, right? But now we're gonna pin it on Emma, maybe yeah. because Emma has done me wrong. Or did was Emma sent in to fix her seeing Electra? I don't know. Other covers of this, I think it's the third issue. Has Emma being arrested. Oh, no. Yeah. This is not good. I do not like this. Emma was right unless she killed this girl. <laughs> she didn't kill this girl. <laughs> Electra did it. Emma would not kill this girl. What were your big thoughts? What? Why would you think that Emma would just go kill an innocent <laughs> human girl? Because she was ordered by Kickman. She's not the bad witch. She doesn't do the killing. She, she does whatever he says. I read it twice. I read it three times. I really like this issue for the most part. I, I loved it. Wasn't much action, but a solid amount of connection and setup. A lot of these points have been placed here back in Marauders and now through X-Men, and and we're seeing them all unfold. I also really enjoy Devil's Reign, so obviously I'm interested in this as a tie-in issue, and it just felt a lot more X-Men. It definitely felt a lot more X-Men. Yeah. Any other big big picture thoughts on the issue? I'm excited to see where it goes, you know, where the story goes. I think it's... This for me is an exciting story because I feel as though it's going to give me impact, but it's not necessarily like giant world changing impact. So it's a story that lives within the universe that has been built over the last few years, which is something that I think that the X-Men comic in itself is trying to give us, but sometimes feels like it's a lot of information, whereas this feels like, oh, it's just a little nugget of a one-off story that, you know, a three-issue story that lives within this world, but... You could read it or you could not read it, and it's not going to... Right. They'll likely sum it up in a future X-Men issue Mm -hmm. by the one line of thing that gets changed. You'll hear about the UN consulate of the treehouse at some point later on. But the fact that you mentioned it's a three-issue, right? It's not a one-shot, which a lot of the other tie-ins and crossovers and things that we've read have generally been one-shots. So they don't have that space to breathe. Also, this being written by the writer of the title that is bringing this into a tie-in, I feel like he's got a lot more awareness of the team, what they're doing, and can use this as a secondary X-Men title, essentially, to further some other plots. The fact that we're seeing Captain Krakoa a week after he's been announced, two weeks after he's been announced. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I very much enjoyed it. First question, did Emma Frost kill his girl? No. No. She didn't. 
She's being set up. She's being framed. Why are you smirking like that? <laughs> you really think I'm going to kill this girl? No. No, okay. no. I just like putting the pressure on you. She did not. Does Kingpin have the authority to do all this? I'm still getting upset about it. It just seems like he's making up the rules as he goes, and mutants especially put a wrinkle in his banning of superpowers in my mind. It's blatant discrimination and criminalization of how someone was born. And that's, I feel like, the, the core of what's making me upset about it is, hey, Wilson, Big Will, Big Willie, get out of here with that. Well, yes, it's it's wrong, and he shouldn't be able to do it, but with his position of power, he can. As the mayor, you can really do that as the mayor. I'm sure there's boxes you have to check and other people you have to get to sign off on it, but that's why he went for being the mayor. Yeah. Last question. What do you think of Jean's new costume, Yuri? Yes, I'm here for it. Here so for much it. better. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it at the Hellfire Gala. I know not everybody did, but I liked it at the Hellfire Gala, and I like it now. Yeah. It's no cape. That's good. We removed the train. Yep. I'm here for it. It's safer. It's more functional. She's not in a skirt. Do you like it better than her X-Men Red? No. Slash X-Men giant size Jean Grey kind of looking like the X-Men Red suit. Like the blue and red one? Right. Yeah, no, I like that one. Yeah, that one That one feels more like this feels gala-esque still. Even, even with some of the other trimmings removed, that one felt more like a superhero. Yeah, but I think like the headpiece of this one and just the the unitard nature of it just feels more tactical. Yeah. And more like she could fight in it. We didn't make mention of that end quote. When you push to change the world, it pushes back. Which Emma, we posted. Emma, get it, get it. Emma, Emma, Frog. And Krakoan. Krakoan. My only fix of translating Krakoan in this episode. Well, what does it say, babe? Secrets. Secrets. Secrets being revealed. So nothing nothing on the main continuity, just some, some kind of outreach. Some outreaches. little nuggets. Yeah. But good stuff overall. Good stuff overall. What's coming next week? I don't know. You are supposed to tell me that. You think I do that kind of research before we sit down? I don't know. No. I'm just trying to, I Let always... me hold on. I'll turn to the back of the book. That's not going to tell you. Well, it says Marauder's Annual Number 1, X-Men Number 7. That actually did tell you. So those two are on the list for next week. Boom. In addition to X-Deaths of Wolverine, Number of 1. Of course, I should have known. And... And Curveball, Black Panther number three. Wait, why is the, the X Men in it? Regent of Soul is on the cover <gasps> as he comes to Arako. It's the main reason why I've been reading Black Panther the series is because of this title, this issue. But honestly, I actually really like the what's series. been going on in Black Panther. Cool. Well, all right then. That's got some hefty reading to do. And I'll be getting Devil's Reign number three. And Death of Doctor Strange number five, even though I kind of fell off of Death of Doctor Strange, that'll be the end of the event. It's all over after that. Yeah. Is it going to be a new source of Supreme at the end? There was already one announced. Who is it? Clea. Okay, Clea. I don't know who that is, but that's okay. Doctor Strange's ex-wife and a powerful sorceress, even though she may not get as much recognition as her husband, this dark dimension citizen. Good for her. Yeah, interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Well... Any any closing thoughts, my dear? That's really it. I'm going to go play Guardians of the Galaxy again. Okay, great. Until next time, old friend. Charles.
Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. <laughs>